Romans chapter 12, I'm gonna start in verse one. It says, therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. What he's saying is, it's, it's not enough to just come to church and raise your hands and clap your hands and do all, all of that stuff. That's worship, but he says there's actually something deeper um, that I want from you, more than the hands clap. The hands clap should be an expression. The hands lifted should be an expression of, of a heart, come on somebody, of a life, of a body that is offered to God that desires to be pleasing to God. He says this is your true and proper worship. So do not conform to the pattern of this world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. This is our focus, though, for today. For by grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. He says, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought to. He doesn't say you shouldn't think of yourself. He just says you shouldn't think of yourself more highly than you ought to, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith that God has distributed to each one of you. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for your word. And I'm really asking over these next few moments that we have together today that you would help us to see the value of humility in our lives. Help us to see maybe even where we've thought we were humble, but that was false <laughs> humility. Help us to see where we have been arrogant. Help us to see where we've been so arrogant that you've actually opposed us. Help us to see these things because we don't want to be opposed by the King of Kings. We don't want to be opposed by the God of heaven. Help us because we want to be who you've called us to be, do what you've called us to do, accomplish those things that you've planned out for our lives, and we thank you for this. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said amen. Very clearly, the Apostle Paul says from Romans, he says there is actually a level that you should think of yourself on. You should actually think of yourself, and if you're gonna think of yourself, he says you should think of yourself properly. He uses this idea of sober judgment, to be able to look at your life, assess your life, and to make a true judgment about who you are, where you are. This is very important as we head into a new year because if we go into a new year with the same old patterns, we're gonna get the same results. And if we're gonna change our lives, if our lives are gonna be changed, if our lives are gonna experience transformation, then we need some new patterns in 2022. Amen, amen. So. He says, you should think of yourself soberly. You need to know the level that you are on and your thoughts must be equal to where that level is. Too low and you'll be full of self-condemnation. You'll be full of doubt and fear. You'll, you'll turn so much inward and you'll focus so much on your shortcomings that your life will be full of shame and regret and frustration not, not just because life can be frustrating enough, but isn't it awful when life is frustrating and you're also frustrated with you? Like you don't, it's not just that you don't like the life you have, it's just you don't like you in the life that you have. And sometimes I've had a great life, but I haven't liked me. 
Sometimes there's been nothing. Have you ever felt like there's nothing going wrong, but everything is wrong? That, that means something's up with you. Something's up with the way you see you. Something's up with the way you value the things that are happening in your life. And so too low, you'll feel constant self-condemnation. Too high, and you'll be full of pride. So the answer to thinking of ourselves correctly is humility. It's humility. There are some things that you and I just were not made for. And so much of our anxiety and fear and shame comes from an overestimation or an underestimation of ourselves. Some things I just wasn't made for. And if I, if I compare myself to someone else, then I'll think that I'm inadequate or insufficient or what God has done in me or God has put in me is not enough. And, but we just sang this song today, says, Jaira, you are enough. And if you are enough, that means that what you've given me and who you've made me to be is, it's enough. I, I feel like we need to go into 2022 not looking for 2022 to fill some empty void that we have, I feel like we need to go into this next year saying, God, who you have made me to be and what you have made me to be is enough because you are enough. And if I need it, you'll bring it to me. Amen. Amen. So I think some of us, though, we've been comparing ourselves so much to others that we really don't even know who we are. <laughs> An overestimation of self can lead to destruction. And that's not just thinking that you're better than others. It's thinking that you are better than you. <laughs> that's where pride comes in. It's not really thinking we're better than other people. It's thinking we're better than ourselves. I have to be able to soberly judge myself. The Bible teaches me to examine myself to see if Christ is in me. And I think sometimes we examine our church attendance or we examine maybe what we gave in an offering bucket or we examine like how much we serve our community or how much we do for others. But I don't really think God is as much interested in what we are doing on the outside as to who we are becoming on the inside. I want to be able to soberly examine myself because sometimes I can have all of the exterior together and be a complete mess on the inside. And the exterior is just a management of an image that I want you to see because I really don't want you to see who I really am. That's an overestimation of myself. I want to be very careful too because I found out in my life, and maybe this is true in your life, that it's very difficult to experience success and maintain humility. You know, I had to preach this sermon to my son Oliver this week as we were playing 2K22. And he was destroying me. And the whole time he's beating me, he's letting me know that he's beating me. And then I finally figured this game out. I played with the Golden State Warriors and I played like with Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. I hit about 15 threes on him and I beat him by 25 and he was super quiet. You imagine me and my 10-year-old just talking trash in the basement. and So he didn't know how to handle success, so I'd teach him. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. But isn't it, isn't it really difficult to, to be successful and maintain humility? The reason this happens to us is because just like the people of Israel, the Bible says about them, Hosea 13 and 6, it says, when I fed them, they were satisfied, and when they were satisfied, they became proud, then they forgot me. And I wonder how many of us got what we wanted from God, and we haven't really sought him since. There's a story in the New Testament about the Apostle Paul, and he prays three times, he asks God to take this thorn in his flesh away, and God says no, he says, because my grace is sufficient for you, and my power is made perfect in your weakness. I think some things God allows in our lives because if he removed them, he would lose us. And for some of you, I really believe with all of my heart that God wants to make you successful and God wants to prosper you and God wants to elevate you, but if he did, he would lose you. Because for some people, the only way they stay on their knees is if they stay in crisis. Some people, the only way they stay committed is if they are in pain. And I, I, just, I just want God to know, hey, God, I don't need pain to pray. Yeah. 